Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The story of the Beale ciphers is a particularly peculiar mystery, and many people who have researched it have concluded that it's probably just an elaborate 19th century hoax. After all, who would bring back a fortune in gold, silver, and jewels from New Mexico and bury it somewhere in the rolling hills and ridges of central Virginia? And why would the person who hid that treasure, one Thomas J. Beale, write down instructions on how to find it in code on three sheets of paper entrust a box containing those papers to an innkeeper, and then never return for it. Implausible as all that might seem, the mystery of the Beale ciphers has fascinated, even obsessed, numerous people over the past 136 years, that being the length of time since the story initially was published in a ponderously titled 50-cent pamphlet called The Beale Papers Containing Authentic Statements Regarding the Treasure Buried in 1819 and 1821 near Buford's in Bedford County, Virginia, and which has never been discovered. 
One reason that the mystery still attracts treasure hunters is that if the buried fortune exists, by now it's grown to approximately $93 million in value, as journalist Buzz McLean calculated in a 2020 article in Northern Virginia Magazine. But even if it doesn't exist, the Beale ciphers, two of which remain unsolved, have continued to fascinate both amateur and professional cryptographers, to the point that the National Security Agency actually has compiled a file of articles and reports on the mystery. From 1970 to 1996, there was even an organization, the Beale Cipher Association, composed of people who paid a $25 annual fee for the privilege of receiving a quarterly newspaper and attending periodical seminars and symposiums on the mystery. Members agreed that if they ever actually found the treasure, they'd donate 10% of the proceeds to the association. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Jenny Kyle. She's the author of the book, Introduction to Codes and Ciphers, plus 20 Famous Unsolved Codes, Ciphers, and Mysterious Writings. She said, Although some have slammed the door and called it a hoax or merely a fun tale, because the story has some inconsistencies and questionable actions, The door seems never able to be tightly shut. Those unanswered details seem to always keep the door slightly ajar, no matter how hard some slam it. It's amazing how the story can't be conclusively determined to be all false or true. Here's the story as laid out in the 1855 pamphlet, which was written by an anonymous author and published by a local newspaper man named J.B. Ward. So, supposedly... In 1820, a Virginian named Robert Morris, who operated a hotel in Lynchburg, Virginia, became acquainted with a long-term guest named Thomas J. Beale, whom he described to the anonymous author as being about six feet or just under two meters in height, with jet black eyes and hair of the same color, worn longer than what was the style at that time. Beale registered simply as being from Virginia, where exactly in the state he didn't say, and he never said anything about his family, or much of anything about himself at all. Beale left the hotel in the spring of 1821 with a group of friends, and returned the following January, this time only staying for a couple months. Before departing, he gave Morris a box for safekeeping, saying it contained important and valuable papers. Which was an understatement. In the letter that he left behind, Beale explained that he and his companions had ventured west to New Mexico in the late 18-teens on a hunting expedition, and while there, somehow had discovered a gold mine. The men abandoned their recreation and worked the mine, extracting a fortune in gold and silver. The group wasn't exactly sure what to do with their newfound riches, but eventually they entrusted the hoard to Beale who traveled back east and buried it in a cave near Tavern in Bedford County, which, according to the letter, quote, all of us had visited and which was considered a perfectly safe depository. Beale and his friends later returned and then moved the treasure to a different location. The group also instructed Beale to give some perfectly reliable person instructions on how to find the treasure so that in the event they died during their adventures, their families could be given the fortune. Beale later sent Morris a letter from St. Louis, instructing him that if Beale didn't return, after 10 years, Morris had permission to open the box. Beale, perhaps obviously, never came back, and Morris never heard anything else about him, living or dead. 
For reasons unexplained, Morris didn't break the lock and open the box until 23 years later, in 1845. But it didn't contain a map or simple instructions on how to find the fortune. Instead, it contained sheets of paper covered with a seemingly incomprehensible slew of numbers. The pamphlet's mysterious author figured out that one of the three sheets was in a code based on the Declaration of Independence and deciphered it. It was a message describing the fortune, which consisted of about 2,900 pounds or 1,300 kilos of gold, a 5,100 pounds or 2,300 kilos of silver, and a quantity of jewels that had been obtained in exchange for silver. The treasure was packed in iron pots with lids and buried in a stone-lined vault. But the exact location was on one of the other pages in a coded message that the anonymous author, conveniently for the mystery, wasn't able to solve. Ditto for the third page, which listed the members of the group and gave their relatives names and addresses. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Alonka Dunnan, a video game developer, writer, and cryptographer, and her colleague, German computer scientist and cryptographer Klaus Schmey, who are co-authors of the 2020 book Codebreaking, A Practical Guide. They've studied the Beale Cipher's mystery in detail, even traveling to Bedford County to scrutinize the area around the former site of Buford's Tavern, where Beale supposedly buried the riches. Aside from the basic implausibility of the story, as Dunnan explains, there are plenty of clues that indicate that the Beale treasure is a hoax. The pamphlet is the only source of the story, and the details in it are sketchy. In addition, the originals of the letters to Morris from Beale were conveniently lost, so no one except the anonymous author got a chance to examine them. And language experts who have examined the texts of the letters and compared them to the pamphlet have concluded that all were written by the same person. Additionally, as Schmey notes, there are a few slightly different versions of the Declaration of Independence, and it seems that Beale used a rare or unique version for the first page of his ciphers. The anonymous person who 60 years later solved the cipher would have had to have happened to have exactly the same rare version. But the Beale ciphers still fascinate people interested in cryptography, and the story still prompts amateur treasure hunters to head to Virginia in hopes of striking it rich. Dunnan said, Even after it's been pretty well debunked, there's something in the human psyche, the finding a hidden treasure, something no one else has been able to do, that keeps people searching for it. Today's episode is based on the article, Does the Beale Cipher's Code of Numbers Detail Hidden Treasure? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Patrick J. Kiger. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. 
designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 